is horrible. That no. is horrible. No. Welcome to the first. <laughs> the first. The pilot. <laughs> of the Dan and Taz show. I'm the big homie Taz. Right next to me in front of me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank the one and only. Dantar. Ah, check one, two. <laughs> check one, two. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. Hello, hello out there. Hello. Sitting there with us, helping us, doing all the magic for us. Thank God. Right? Yeah. Because I, I don't even know if this would have happened <laughs> without this, dude. We've been waiting on this for a while. <laughs> we bought the kit before, you know. We did. Dude, yeah. That's been sitting over there for half it, a year, it man. It's been sitting for a while. Anyway, very special, very special, loving friend of ours. Jay. Yeah. yeah. Keep dude. it going. Keep it going. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Jay Demand, so, aka Jay Novo. Uh, <laughs> we go back with Jay. Well, all right. So plug, plug, plug. Follow Jay on YouTube. Follow Jay on Instagram. Jay Lipman at basically wherever you're gonna go, right? Yeah, he's he, he's all over the place. Uh internet phenom kind of character. But we go back through rock and roll. We go back through uh, school. I met Jay when I was uh, five, six years old, first grade. Yeah, first grade, which was 1989, mm. something, mm. <laughs> something like that. Mm. Uh, so thank you, man, for, for setting us up today. Yeah, bro. We really appreciate it, man. Taking time off from the family to help two knuckleheads <laughs> finally get started, man. <laughs> All right, so every episode we will try to highlight either a local brew and or a spirit, right? Yeah. Well, since we're past the brass tacks and we've introduced ourselves here. Mm -hmm. So I was just at the brewery picking up these delicious uh, beers that we're having today from a local friend of mine at a really, really cool brewery called Elder Pine. Ah, that was that, weak. That was that okay. Was, that was weak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Elder Pine is in the Brookville, Laytonsville kind of woods section outside of Olney. And it's this beautiful location. It's got all these real tall pine trees surrounding their lot. So you can sit. They got a tasting room inside. They got outdoor seating with an overhead hang and an outdoor uh, servers. But then you can go into the woods and they got like tables and artwork, and like all this wood art and stuff set up in the pines out okay. there. Okay. It's so, it's so cool, man. You can sit down there and like look up at the sky and it doesn't even feel like Maryland. It feels like you're out in the Rockies or something. It feels That's like cool. you're in Colorado or something. It's a really right. cool location. They opened up in 2018. George Lynn is my good friend. It's his place. I knew him from the Growlers days. George is an old brewer. Do me an effect. A quick shout out to Growlers of Gaithersburg for all the old homies. Thank y'all very, very much. It was a, it was, it was quite a time, quite a journey. But I was at Elder Pine picking up beers for us to try today. There were a couple regulars out there, a couple people I knew were out there, and they're like, "I was like, yeah, man, I'm picking up some beers for a uh, for a podcast. I'm co-hosting with with a buddy of mine." Oh, cool, man, cool. What's it called? And I was like, "Uh." <laughs> I was like, I I've been getting that question yeah. all day, man. So I said, "Oh, well, what's it about?" Um, you know. I'm not sure, you know, but <laughs> I will find out very, very soon. 
And I told him, uh, we have ideas, you know, of what we're trying to do. I think we need to explain ourselves. So my whole point was I would like to, of course, we're going to talk music. We're going to do us, discuss the latest, the happenings in the music scene. But also, I would like to give local talent another avenue because you know for however long we've been doing this we didn't have this man for local we had what local licks dc 101 yeah. whatever you know and remember Ooh. the remember when we had to call and get in an argument with what was it roach or something for dc 101 no, like yeah but there was the dude for 98 rock too um what was the guy the local licks matt, guy matt, matt something something matt yeah and the chick or whatever yeah i remember man. he walked out on his bill at uh firehouse <laughs> Probably. So yeah. So <laughs> well, the look, local local has been doing us dirty since we've been doing this. So lots of people walked out on their bills at Firehouse, true, my but dude. That not was some, that not kind of place. You know, ninety eight rock. Not yeah. you know, not a local DJ. It was harder. Remember when we had pre- dude? We have press kits. There's like somewhere oh somewhere in the layer. Yeah, we also got VH1s over there too. <laughs> VHSs. VHSs. Yeah. VH1. VH1. <laughs> Behind the music. <laughs> Behind the music. <laughs> <laughs> Holler if you want a copy. It was harder. We uh, had to get glossy yeah. photos. We had to yeah, write man. a bio and send it with our CD so people we could. We only had a MySpace? Yeah. yeah. There was only MySpace, right? So I got you. So you want to be a voice for the uh, up and coming? Yeah. Okay. It's something we didn't have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, giving back. This is our, our way to give back, so to speak. We yeah. can, we can, I, I mean, hopefully at some point we can get to a, to a level of where we can help push some people on to the next level. Some Somebody might get discovered if we play them on here. Some, but like, you just never know, man. But to have that option, these are options that we didn't have. You know what I mean? We couldn't record and go upload our shit to iTunes or Spotify and all that. We didn't have those choices. Like, we, we didn't have that. Dude, it's so much easier now than it was. And it's good and it's bad because it's what I tell you. Like, you know, I talk music all the time with lots of different people. People. And they're always like, yeah, man, rap now. Nowadays, rap sucks. You know, no, nah, man, all the rock and roll nowadays sucks. Everything sucks since the 90s or whatever, you know? Like, no, it doesn't suck. Man, them people it, suck. Yeah, you suck, maybe, they- you know? <laughs> hey, it's so much easier to put your stuff out there. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to have to drive through a lot of normal stuff to find something good. Back in the day when, when record companies and talent scouts and whatever were finding the talent, Pretty much everyone that got signed was good. When we were all growing up, we were trying to get signed by a record label because the record label was only signing people that were good, you know? Now, you don't got to be good anymore. So you got to get through some of the bad stuff, but the good stuff is there. You just have to, got to search for it. You got to put the numbers up. That's that's one of the ways, you know, your your YouTube page got to get millions of... People could, that shit could suck. It could be trash, which nowadays, yes, there is a lot of hot trash out there, but because people go and people just go to look to see how trash it is. And that still adds a number to this shit. So if people, you know what I'm saying? If they get a million trashy joints, they still got a million views. So it doesn't matter. Man. We both have daughters, all three of us have daughters, right? Mm -hmm. That are getting, Mm -hmm. that are getting, you know, more grown and getting more into technology. Do y'all's girls watch the videos on YouTube of the people that are testing slime? Like, you don't even got to get the slime. It's like the satisfying things, like how satisfying a slime is. Like, Zia gets on YouTube and starts looking at other people playing with slime. Mm -hmm. And that's 
her entertainment. And I don't understand it, man. I'm not going to pretend I'm going to understand it, but it's some level of satisfaction for her. So whatever, man. I mean, it's not, it's not the, it's not the most educational thing to look at, but it's also good, I guess. Since we're on the subject of uh, daughters and YouTube, (laughs) let's go ahead and bring in our YouTube master. Hop on in there, Jay. I don't know about YouTube master. I'm just kind of surviving off of an accidental success. Man, you're, you're schooling these kids, dude. No, I mean, I agree. I, I, I do have a daughter and she does, you know, she watches a lot of YouTube. She doesn't really watch the slime stuff. She's more into, uh, she's into the, the, the channels with the kids that like unbox and review toys. And there's a whole channel. Uh, I actually know the girl's dad and his daughter has a YouTube channel. And it's literally mostly like some of it is like reviewing toys and reviewing iPad apps for kids, but a lot of it is just like playing make-believe with her brother and her parents. I guess to go back to the original point of the subject and the original point of the podcast, it is easier to get into the game, but harder to get exposure now. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you yeah. have to be good. Well, I don't know about you have to be good, but you have to stand out. Yeah. You, have, you have to stand out. At some level. That's what I'm saying. At some level. I don't know if you've heard majority of, let's quote, hip hop or rap that's going on lately. Oh, he's the quote marks too. First, some of them will, they, they would be upset if you call them hip hop artists because they're trying to do the rap angle. Some rap that you would label rap want to be hip hop, but what's they're, it, what's, they're neither. What's um, the difference? Like, like I'm, I mean, to me, yeah, to me, to you, hip hop is logic. It makes you think hip hop tells a story. They're actually dropping knowledge in hip hop and rap Everybody's rapping. I got the girls. I got the bad cars. I'm making millions of dollars. Shot them up. I I grew up selling drugs. That's 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 rap. That's rap. But hip hop makes you think. I can, I can agree with that. I, I think hip hop has should be more about the message. You know, like you know what's what you're trying to say. And yeah. I think rap is more about the rhymes. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you can't tell me that all these rappers that are doing the have done nothing to separate themselves from the next guy. But because that bullshit gets multiple views on YouTube and these dumbass kids are downloading, like killing this on SoundCloud, that's why they're becoming famous. But they got the money to put behind their, their campaign or whatever they're doing. But there's nothing about them that is separating themselves from the next guy. Yeah, so all right, so moral of the story is, is your talent has to speak even louder Maybe yes, even than yes, it did before, yes. because the competition is is right in front of you it's and right it's fierce. There, yeah, yeah, you don't have to yeah. wow a record label guy to get paid. You have to wow everybody yeah, to get paid. Yeah. I'd even argue that in today's day and age, what's going to wow a record label more than the talent of the artist is the numbers that they pull on social media. Mm, that's you know, what I'm saying. You, you get you get a, a an artist an unsigned artist who's getting millions and millions of hits every time they drop a track on SoundCloud, even if they're crap, they're going to, they're going to get the attention of somebody, you know, that's that's just, that's a ticket. Interesting tidbit of information. Did you know most of the SoundCloud rappers, like all the ones with the face tattoos and stuff that are out now, those guys used to be in hardcore and screamo bands. Yeah. I, I, really? I yeah. had a feeling. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are. And you can like hear who? it sometimes in the hooks Dude, of the songs. Your boy, he's not SoundCloud guy. He's 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 the freaking man. But your boy, Thundercat, you know how he got to start? Thundercat's older brother was in Suicidal Tendencies. What? And Thundercat's first gig was playing bass for Suicidal Tendencies because they lost a bass player. So Thundercat legit was playing thrash metal with Suicidal Tendencies 
way back, like late '80s, early '90s. I don't know what years With it the was. Thirty-string bass. No, this is this is a four-string and braids or whatever, oh <laughs> whatever suicidal tendencies was, right? But look at him now. Yeah, that dude's a beast. He's amazing. That dude's a beast. You know, he's a funk soul. He's like everybody wants Thundercat that, on your see, record. That that he has his own his own lane. He, he came he, from yeah. He yeah, came from there. He's yeah. way different. So that's it. So some of these SoundCloud guys have old punk uh, roots, huh? So yeah, who, especially who? especially hardcore. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you're the front man of a hardcore band. I can speak from experience on this one. Cheers. You know, <laughs> cheers. The the what, what's the difference? You're you're just you know with hardcore, you're talking to a beat louder than you are when right. you're rapping. You right. know, it's, it's right. <laughs> You know, it's it's a pretty. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say easy transition because I I can't rap for shit. But I, it's. But you was you was dropping bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, mm, the Deftones bars. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah, you I, had bars. I was dropping the rap metal bars. That's a lot different now. A lot of them, like, I sold drugs, I killed them, I shot them up sixteen <laughs> times. You Man, know what I'm saying? You know but, what though? Some of that stuff is a good representation of what life is like on the streets. Like some of those young 20 some year old cats are like, you know, yeah, you ain't coming to my hood, man. All of them ain't been in the streets. I don't care. All of them ain't been in the streets. Maybe some of them are faking it. Sure. You always have your, your, your fakers, but you know, even if they haven't maybe exactly done what they said in the song, maybe somebody has. So if you're representing a beginning level of it, like look back at even some of the greats, like look back at Biggie and Nas and all the stuff that was going on in New York for the original hip hop boom. I mean, those guys were doing ciphers in the park to talk about that everything. Created, and that, those that ciphers became their first yeah, hits. Man. You know, yeah, they weren't, yeah. they weren't, no, they didn't know it at the time, but there they, they were. They were artists. So if you can get grimy, I like grimy. Grimy's good, you know? I I, I don't know. Nowadays, I, there's a level of what I look for, and I try to give them a chance, but some of these new age SoundCloud rappers. But if you struggle off beat, nah, you're not, nah, you're, you're not, it. Now, I'm, not it. I'm with you. I like stuff that makes me think. I like stuff that tells a story. Yeah. You know, yeah, e- even when yeah. it comes, even, even outside of rap, anything, you know, if it, if it tells a story, if it makes me think, if it makes me, if it makes me feel like a bit, if it hits me in the emotions, like I'm all about it. If you're out there talking about, yeah, how rich you are and all that stuff. The only thing it makes me think of is those guys on Instagram who like rent a house for a weekend just so they can take a picture of yeah. it and make themselves yeah. look like an entrepreneur. Yep. You yep. know, it's, it, it, there's, yeah. a lot, yeah, there's a lot of fun. False advertising going on now. Some of it is because of social media. By the way, this is no disrespect. Thank you, social media. We love you so much. Make sure you follow our podcast. <laughs> All day. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> Thank you from the office. Uh, but I don't know if I can believe all of the in- Insta famous people, uh-huh. Insta models uh-huh. and Insta Insta rappers and Insta whatever, man. It all, it all reminds me of like Instapot, like, um, you know, like quick. M- microwave uh, yeah, dinners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar. That's a bar right there, yeah. bro. That's a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The way that the way, yeah, man, like they're they're the talent of it is is dying, man. You know, out of every ten to fifteen SoundCloud rappers, we'll get a JID, we'll get a J Cole, we'll get you know, we'll those get, guys are unreal. Yeah, we'll you know, unreal. we'll get somebody that'll stand out. But again, that's the the odds. You know, look at the odds, ten to one. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like that's that's horrible. What were our odds? Our odds were no better. You know, 15, we stood 20 out, years though. ago. 
Yeah. We stood out. We made sure that we stood out. First, it was the look. Because we look a hot mess. <laughs> Going into <laughs> a metal show looking like a bunch of soccer players. <laughs> <laughs> looking like a, looking like a day, looking like Weezer playing at a metal show. Bro, you we, know? Look, we looked. <laughs> I mean, there was times where we just looked out of pocket. Man, you know what I heard? I just heard it. Actually, we got Jay here, too. This old Zism, old De Novo stuff. What's the club, man, in D.C.? Famous. The Velvet Lounge. Uh-huh. Velvet Lounge. We got Con- kicked out of there, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't get kicked out. We, we They got, told us we couldn't play there. We, no. got, we got banned <laughs> we got, from every playing. We got blacklisted. That's <laughs> yeah, what it was. Yeah, Dude, yeah. they closed their doors for good. Like, like, it's not official official, but COVID, they closed up for well, COVID, I mean, they right? Was on a, they was on a sketch level after that right. uh, That security. Was security guard shot the dude or something? No, that was DC9. That was, DC, uh, that was right down okay, the street. Okay, that, yeah, okay, DC9 okay. was right down the street. And, uh, and no, I'm talking no, like Baltimore's bad. Jesus. Well, that's D- oh, yeah. no, nah, man. That, that, but that was years ago. That was forever ago. But no, but Velvet Lounge is a very... That that's a U Street. That's that's on U Street in the city. God, that's a famous place. Like that place was around when the old 930 Club was around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the old DC roots came from that place. And it wasn't the greatest place to play as an artist. Like <laughs> As a musician, man, like the bar was downstairs, the venue was upstairs, the whole building would shake when you were playing. It was tight space in the sound was it's like a DC row home. Yeah, it was it was it was yeah. rough. Yeah. But it was it was it was classic, man. And, and, and we killed it. We did good we up did. there. So that was bad, the first bad. time I had a crowd singing along to one of our songs. That was a great feeling. Yeah, that was, that was. They wrote our names, and that's why we got. That's why we got barred. Someone because yeah. somebody scribbled wrote our name on the walls in the bathroom, and then we were shaking the shelves in the bar, and I think like a bottle <laughs> or two fell off. <laughs> Fell off the. We the, played the place so hard that bottles were yeah, falling man. off of the yeah, walls. Man. You say, yeah, man, man, that was a good time. But I, I had I a torn remember. rotator cuff during that show. Yeah, during the, during the Velvet Lounge show. Yeah, I remember that because I was trying to I was trying to lug amps up those stairs. Oh, oh gosh, that was brutal. Yeah, I do remember the writing this, on the wall. Yeah, literally, well, <laughs> the writing on the wall. I I remember it was either Velvet Lounge or DC Nine. Now I'm getting them mixed up because we're talking about both of them, but. We we went to we we played one night for the Battle of the Bands, and then we went back the next night because Digression was playing the the Battle of the Bands, and they were cheering our name when we walked in on the second night. I can't remember which venue it was, but that made me feel like, like that, that was it. That was like, an Emergenza, was right? Yeah, was that during the Emergenza yeah. battle? Yeah. I wonder what happened to Emergenza. Yeah, shout out to Emergenza real quick. <laughs> I hope y'all still real quick, man. Because we <laughs> this joint been sitting here. You started talking about it, and oh, the beer. Uh, we yeah. veered off. Yeah, man. Elder Pine, man. The people over at Elder Pine, man. We thank y'all for for chipping in. And, yeah, since, and since your uh, can opening was so weak, let me, uh, let, me <laughs> let me let me hook you up real quick. Let's talk about Elder Pine. Oh my god! Ooh, <laughs> that one was good, man. Ooh. Man. Oh, how you gonna do me like that? Man. How you gonna do <laughs> Jay, Jay got the applause seat. Uh, uh. How you gonna do me like that? You a guest on my show, bro. Look, dude. What oh, I, man. What, dude, what I like about Elder Pine, besides the people and the place and the pine trees, everything I was talking about, is uh, all of their beers. Like, I'm currently drinking this brand new isostatic rebound New Zealand style Pilsner. It's brand new. 
George was uh, telling me about it. He's super proud of this one. He says it's one of the best Pilsners they've done so far. I'm trying to read the instructions on it. Floor malted Bohemian Pilsner and wheat. This is just this is just their can. I mean, a- anywhere you go to beer stores to pick them up, it's always going to be in the tall boy cans. What I like about them is I haven't yet seen a watermelon sour summer shandy something. Please or, don't. Yeah. Or like, uh, and I'm not knocking that, you know, I'm, I mean, you know, that, that has its place, but I feel like it's a beer drinker's beer, you know? It's really got a, uh, they're all Pilsners, lagers, yeah, a lot yeah. of old, yeah. you know, uh, what yours is, uh, what's the one that you're drinking? This is uh, Dry Hopped Table Saison. Yeah. But no, it says table beer, right? Yeah. Table is a certain thing. Like you can have a table, like a table beer is supposed to be something usually, usually low alcohol, easily servable, anything farmhouse, it's like a party anything beer, table. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Party so gear. I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and give this a, a taste. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not happy at all. A saison should be kind of uh, fruity That's and definitely, aromatic. And yeah, I don't really taste any fruit. It's definitely a chill beer. It's not heavy. I like the logo, man. I like the guy with his head on the table. You know, there's a little bit of bitter bite at the Sa- end. They're sour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got sour. Yeah, yeah it's got yeah. A sour tail to it. That's not bad, man. Dude, everything those guys are doing. Ah, oh, rock and roll, right? Uh, Elder Pine does a beer every year for August Burns Red. Uh-huh. Go ahead, really? Give, yeah, give him a uh, g- give him a sound effect. Shout out to August Burns Red. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you put me on the spot, man. I didn't know what to do. No, like one of the guys there uh, is uh, brothers with oh, the bass player. Gosh. Something they're they're, they're they're somehow their their village consists of August Burns Red. So. So they do a beer a year. They, their last one was a leveler. So they did a leveler amber was this year's beer. But every year they do a different beer for for, for August Burns Red. So I, I rep these guys, man. They're not only buddies of mine, but they're 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 real, you know, forward thinking and cool. And I'm trying to talk them into starting to do live music. They're trying to get permits and stuff to do outdoor music. Okay, it's a whole, cool. It's a big pain in the butt, but you know, I think they've they've got the right place. We, we got to go out there, man. I got oh, cool. bro- yeah, we'll I, do that. I've been I've been talking to you. I've been hounding you for a while to come out with yeah. me to Elder Pine and sit down and hang out. We'll man. do it. So yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we got to do it. But good beer, man. Good beer and good times. Well, we got to sure. challenge them uh, if we get up there in our in our downloads or whatever that they'll do a Dan and Tez beer. <laughs> what, what would what would be the, the black and tan? Heavy and dark. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder and lightning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Let me see that one. All right, here, yeah. This, this is the new one. This is that new Pilsner. Mm. Is this like, mm. it's got like a smoke. Huh. It's wheat. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely taste like this. It has like a smoky, like something burnt. Is that good? Um, It's not bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's definitely better than uh, any Pilsner I've had. Definitely blowing Miller Light out of the water. I, <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Oh man. Cool. Nah, nah, that's cool, man. I, I yeah, man. We we appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, for sure. A couple sure. episodes is yours for sure. Thank you to George. Yeah, I got enough beer for like four episodes or maybe four and a yeah, half. Yeah, man. So um also, yeah, man, we wanna, you know, we wanna we wanna do artists, man. If we draw, if you stay inside the lines when you color, you shade with different crayons, or whatever. You consider yourself an artist. I'm trying to give you a platform, man. You know, I do want to do. I think I, I did say that we talked about trying to find like local, like whiskey or whatever. I've yet to 
come across that. There's one on on East Goody Drive in Rockville. The name they do whiskey. Yeah, in Rockville, it's a distillery. I don't yeah, trust it. I don't trust it. <laughs> trust it. The industrial park. Two, two. Yeah, right there. It's not- <laughs> Where else are you gonna cook it, man? I mean, that's that's. It's that, not rural enough. I need to. Uh, the name escapes me, man. I, I I need to figure out the name, but th- they they stick out. I think maybe there's somewhere up in Frederick too. Well, you know what though? While we're on this level, talking about beers and whiskeys and artists, right? We haven't really yet explained ourselves. Like, who are the, who is anyone even listening to right True. now? They know Jay's True. here. We we have explained who Jay is. Yes, but we haven't yes. really said who yes. we are yet. Yeah, man. We yeah. Okay. Well, you want to go first? Let me go first. No, I'm the Garth. You're the Wayne. So you got to go first. I'll go after. All right. Well, uh, I'm Tez, drummer for Dan and Jay for years, man. De Novo. We had it for years. Since, what you say, 01? Man, we were tight. We were tight. So, ooh, even before that, Dan and I go back to Springbrook High School. Oh, we go back before that. Wow. Ellen Valley Sweet 16 uh, birthday no. party, man. Uh, no. Yep. Yep. I walked in and immediately laced the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> immediately. Everywhere is true. Everywhere is true, man. I said, uh, this DJ is lighting up the licks and nobody's moving. So let me be the first. And I was, man. I was. And Dan and Reza came over to me. And was like, dude, you saved this party, bro. Because this party was lame. And I was like, man, <laughs> yeah, man. Just me being me. You how'd you know? How'd you know Ellen Valley? Like, how'd you church? Like, church. church. Yeah. I knew her at church. Cool. Yep. Cool. Um, I don't even know the dude I came with, Mike, Mike something or another. Uh, I think he knew that it was her birthday party. I don't even think I knew anything about that it was her birthday party. I think he was just like, yeah, Yo, you trying to go to this party with me? And I was like, all right. I mean, all right, let's go. Dude, and it ended totally up being doesn't surprise me at all. It ended up being <laughs> Ellen Valley's birthday party. And you and Reza ended up being there. And and after that, because it wasn't shortly, it wasn't uh, it wasn't too long after that that Reza got his license. Oh man. Right? Yeah. And then y'all picked me up when when uh He might have had we might have went out there in Reza's car. I think he, he might have had it for for Ellen Valley's party in the the Mercedes. Mm-hmm. The big body Mercedes. Yep. Hey, y'all used to pick me up. Oh my! With the sheepskin seats. Because I wasn't, I wasn't at Springbrook yet. When no, we met, I wasn't at Springbrook. Yeah, yet. you came in the next year. Yeah, yep. You Tez was always kind of down to, for for anything. You know, Te, that was that was your thing when you came about the area. You were very much a gypsy of sorts. Like you would just kind of appear. Like there's a party. Uh, there's Tez. You know. You know there's, what, man? Yeah. Um, and I. <sighs> I had this discussion with somebody a long time ago about, I guess for me, how I came to be and, you know, like just who I am as a person. Um, I, I did a lot of fighting for me to be who I am, a lot of fighting. And it, uh, a lot of it was very unnecessary, but back then, you know, being bullied wasn't, you put, you go on your Facebook page and, and there was no bully movement. It wasn't any of that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I had to, I had to suffer a lot of ass whooping, you know what I'm saying? A lot of getting picked on a lot of all that. And it mainly was because 
I wanted to be me. I wanted to be myself. You know what I'm saying? I like the rap, but I also like the rock. Like I, I, you know, I, I liked all that, and I enjoyed myself, man. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. Good, man. I've had a, I've Thank had God, an man. excellent life, man. You know, yeah. I've, look at what we've done with the band, man. I mean, they know what we went places. It was like, a blast. We traveled. It was like we a got total to. Blast. We had fun for what. I'm a 15 years straight. Yeah. Like we had a great time. A decade at least. A decade yeah. a, a decade of wild for sure, you know. We had a great time, man. So, I'm I'm man, I'm ecstatic of the life I got to live. Yeah. You know. Well, and, I, I, and I'm so, still going. So, who all right. So, so that's that's how you came to be. So, who are you now? You know, finish your who. Oh, you know? man. Who, who is Tez now, man? Old. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Still still got the still got the party vibe but i'm i'm leaving a little bit earlier you know what i'm saying <laughs> ted's gonna have some food right around 10 30 right and right. then that's gonna be curtains yeah, for the your night party ain't got food forget about it yeah. forget it i ain't even coming i i swing through real quick I, just, just to see what's On the up way to get food you know what i'm saying yeah just to see what's up but yeah if you ain't got food at the party don't even worry about it don't even and i'm talking about real food i ain't talking about hamburgers and hot dogs like i need chicken breasts uh, <laughs> pasta salad, you know what I'm saying? I want. I ain't gonna be mad if you had some cut up watermelon on the table. It's better be cold though. Time out, real quick. Yeah. Have y'all, Jay? You're in this too. Have y'all had an Impossible Burger yet? I have not. I, from Burger King. I want to try one. Well, it's at Burger I one, King. I had one from Burger but King, but it's also Impossible. Like it's a, it, it's its own brand. It was horrible. What? The one from Burger King. It was horrible. It was I salty as one, hell. Dude, I had one at. Uh, I think if you're going to give impossible meat a fair shot, you got to do it somewhere not, not fast not, food. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, I, feel dude, you. I went to the, it's in Potomac, uh, uh, not, like right off of 270 right there. Founding Farmers. Founding Farmers. You know where, uh, mm, mm-hmm, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Right there on like uh, Falls Road and whatever on 270. We went up there for a buddy of mine's, <laughs> for a baby shower. I went to Founding Farmers for a baby shower. <laughs> earlier this week we also used to be in a metal band <laughs> and uh and uh this is metal as a gift right well, here man i'm looking at the menu and it's this impossible burger and i'm talking to my wife i'm talking to krista and i'm like well, check this out what do you think she's like dude you should get that man you should you should you should try it you know like that's not krista's voice at all I was but say, does she, she really sound she like was, is she okay she, I, don't even, I don't even think she gonna like that one. She was like, <laughs> she said, "Go for it," right? So I said, "Okay." She said, "Go." She said, "Mock her in that voice." She told you to go for that. No, she said, "Go for the Impossible Burger," right? Yeah, you know, w- w- without without doing impressions. All right. So, so I order the Impossible Burger, and it comes out, and I take a big bite of it, right? And dude, did you know they put beet juice in it? So when you bite into the burger, it bleeds like a like a burger would. Like the juice inside it, it's beet juice, right? Uh, uh-huh. But it's the same color, same kind of thing. Dude, it was delicious, this uh, Impossible Burger. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I'm a, you know, man, I'm all about meats, you yeah, know, yeah, all eat meats yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But um, but I was talking to another dude about the, uh, ever since I'm like, man, this Impossible Burger was awesome. And this other dude said, nah, I don't like them because they bleed. Because he's like super vegan, right? Like tofu, everything, whatever. And uh, I was like, man, I kind of liked it because it was bleeding. You know, like, <laughs> like, like that kind of, it helped me along. So, so yeah, so shout out to Impossible Burger. I don't really remember how I got there, but I guess you were just talking about, you'll go to the party, but there needs to at least be Impossible Burgers at the joint. No, your words, not mine. <laughs> you better have real burgers on the table. 
<laughs> nah. Angus. I, don't, I don't want no impossible nothing. It was pretty good. I liked it. What will be impossible is me staying if there ain't no real <laughs> food on the table. I did tofu hot dogs, too. Those are pretty good, too. Okay. Yeah. So the question was, who am I now? Right, right. Man, what? A business owner? A father? I think I think I'm trying to find myself between, uh, you know, working hard, supporting my family, and still trying to have that that it factor, that me. You know what I mean? Uh, the reason why I feel it's, more, it's so important, too, now that we have kids, they work by what they see. That's what you want. You want them to go by what they see, not by what they hear. I want Mackenzie to see me enjoying life, having a good time, you know, still working hard, still doing what I have to do to support my family and everything, but enjoying everything that that comes my way. You know what I mean? Because, man, even it's, sometimes they need to see that you even enjoy the bad because the bad has a lesson in it. I like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they yeah. see that the bad didn't knock you down, or if it did, you got back up. They see that, you know what I'm saying. So that that's what you want naturally for them. We could, I could tell them all. I could tell her all day. Look, when you fall, get back up. When you fall, get back up. But if she doesn't feel that, or if she doesn't see you get yeah, back up when yeah, you fall, yeah. The most important things in my life right now are my ladies. Shouts to my wife, Ty McKenzie, providing and making sure we have the best life. That we can have, man. Everything else is is words on the page, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to be there. But I just want us to have the best life that we can have, and that's that's who I am, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, thanks, bro. That guy, that, that was deep right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dropping deep. a little something. something. <laughs> I don't think I have a sound effect for that. <laughs> yeah, we need a yeah, little. You got a tear hitting the floor. Nah. We we need like a slow string, like a slow string section a right there. Little violin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us about you, man. My name is Dan. I am a Maryland original, meaning born and raised in the uh, Silver, mostly in the Silver Spring area, right outside of uh, closer to DC than Baltimore side. And uh, let's see, the Square side is like, yeah, you got. I'm a business owner. I'm a. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I got a life insurance policy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a will that I got to sign still. I still got to go in and talk to the guy and sign the wills off. But I've made it for myself and I'm successful at the at the age for where I am. But I also am a uh, creator of sorts. I've always been deep, deep, deep into to art and music and uh, just just creating, I guess, anything really. Maybe maybe sometimes I'm just trying to create a vibe. You know, sometimes I remember when I was bartending uh, on the outside bar, the deck bar, you know, everything was already set up, but I would bring all these candles and incense and play my own music and try to capture whatever vibe I'm feeling at the moment. You know, so that's that's creation. I think creating art is uh, whatever your art is. I think that's one of the most important things because it will outlive you as far as you know, our, our bodies, ourselves, uh, as we sit in this room, they have an expiration date. We can exercise and eat healthy and do whatever we can to try to get to that 90, to that 100-year mark, to whatever. But I, I think as a, as a creator, I would try to create something that, that would live way past me, something that my kids, my grandkids, and generations of the future could also, you know, listen or see and uh, be like, wow, you know, that guy was, he was something else, you know? Um, I own my own business. I have a, a gas station and automotive shop 
in Aspen Hill, right on the corner of Georgia and Connecticut Avenue. It's an Exxon gas station, right? Plug. Of course. Um, I I need 200 for that. I love, 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 love what I do. And it should be apparent if you see my website, if you see my Instagram for the shop. Some people can go to work every day and kind of hate it, but get a good paycheck and come home and do whatever they want to do. But that's not really me, man. I, I have to love it to to really feel it. So so nowadays, you know, I'm working on my own brand and my own vision and, you know, what kind of shop do I want to be? What kind of husband do I want to be? What kind of father do I want to be? And it's, it's a lot of self-discovery, man. It's, 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 I've been around the block a couple times and, you know, I've, I've, I haven't learned it all and I'm aware of that. So, so now I'm, 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 I'm on my own soul searching mission to see what the future holds. And I'm excited for the ride because I feel like for a long chunk of my life, I was fast and you get a lot of things when you're fast, and then it takes a long time to catch up mm-hmm. to the things you got yep. when you were going yep. fast. So I feel like I've put in the work now over the past, whatever, 10 years or, or so, to um, I'm starting to catch up to the life that I've created for myself. Right. So now let's see what I can do with it. I want to live a good, healthy, wholesome life with my own family. And if I can get successful enough, my ultimate goal would be to give back. Of course, you know, to try to have enough that I've got enough for me and mine and then try to spread knowledge and success and happiness to those that need it, you know. So so I guess that's me in a nutshell. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I was trying to, to get the 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 tearjerker thing at the end. You, you did a little better than me on it, man. <laughs> so talking about rock and roll and, uh, you know, we got a, we got Jay here. Uh our band De Novo, our first band De Novo singer. Um, Jay was our guy for a while, long time, man. We 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 killed a many of sages with this guy, man. And we literally we shut shit down. Uh other states, small shows, big shows. We were we were like the Beatles because well that's 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 grounds to get stomped on in yeah, some if neighborhoods. They had a Iranian and a black guy. Well, no, I mean we progressed. You know, when when uh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. When, oh when, when De Novo started, we sounded very, very different than we did two years after we started. That was different mm-hmm. than another two years after that. And by the end of it, we were a completely different band than we were in the beginning. And so oh, I say the most beautiful thing about De Novo to me was the progression that we were able to do, as opposed to other bands that sound exactly the same for right. 10 years, 20 right. years, whatever. That was not yeah. us. Eyes One was definitely different. In eyes three yeah man <laughs> right <laughs> oh. so uh yeah so jay man jay you know right when we went to go do our last do our album jay i i i, I want to call it the jay got real rock and roll you know jay jay went down that road but jay has made a strong comeback the great thing about it is not too many of them come back and yeah. jay is sitting here with us Sure. So, you know, man, drop knowledge, man. Tell your story, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Jay, and I make videos for the internet. Um, <laughs> I've always wanted to say, sorry, that's a, that's a, that's a shout out. Shout out to Jesse Driftwood, one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, no, I mean, I, I grew up, I was born in North Carolina, but I, I grew up in Maryland, same area as Dan uh, in Silver Spring. You know, I don't know. I 
childhood was childhood. You know, there's definitely things that, that happened that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. I kind of fell into a weird life, like right off the bat, like starting at 11 years old, I was already like experimenting drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. And, and by the time I was 14, I was like, you know, I was getting sober for the first time, which yeah. is just weird. You know, <laughs> you got in trouble uh, in school. I did. I got it. I got a re- So I took my, my first drink the night before my 12th birthday and right before spring break of my freshman year of high school, I was getting carried out of high school in handcuffs and I was getting sober for the first time. So like that just kind of gives you an idea of who I was, you know, back then. And, uh, and in that first stretch of sobriety, which is like six and a half years, it's, you know, during that time, uh, you know, actually before that, Dan and I started playing music together at 11 years old. I was the drummer back then. The garage. Oh, look at that. There you go. That was a better pop. Jay can still beat some skins, by the way. Jay, Jay has, he's got some skills. He's got some Dave Not right now. I got, I got old man shoulder right now. (laughs) 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 But, uh, but yeah, I was a drummer. Dan played guitar and sang. Sometimes we switched it up. I got shipped off to boarding school at 14, which is like, you know, while I was gone, it was in Dan met. It's when you met Reza and, all the hairy, and Tez. All, all the hairy guys. All yeah. the hairy guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Team Ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Team Ugly. Shout out to Benny. I came, back, <laughs> I came back home from boarding school, you know, sober and, and you know, but wanting to play music for sure. Cause that was like, that was like the one thing growing up. That was always a thing. Like I've always been into music, always been into art. I'm always happiest when I'm making something, you know, at, at first it was me and Dan and my stepbrother and we were playing and I think we were, if I, if I remember correctly, we were about to play a show at Springbrook. I think like we had like a Springbrook thing that we might be doing. Yeah, it was a t- talent show. Uh, uh, I don't know. One of those nights, you know, that you can you can you can sign up and play. Yeah. yeah. But Brent decided that he was going to back out of the band so he could focus on becoming a bilingual stockbroker. Uh, and to his credit, he's now got like a PhD and he's living in Hawaii. So, you know, you go, dude. So that ended and Dan was like, I've been jamming with these other two dudes. You want me to bring them over? It was like back in the days of my mom's basement where it all started. And, you know, Dan brought Tez and Reza over and, you know, we started jamming. And that first time we jammed, we wrote every song that was on our first demo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like that it was, was ready. We, it, we, we were ready, man. We were ready. We were ready for um, it. So, yeah, for a while, I guess those first two years sober playing music. We started playing our first shows. That was weird. Um, cause I would like literally show up to the show, play the show and then leave. Well, cause I, I didn't want to be, have a caravan of the, of the sober community that had your back. That's true. Cause I they were like half of the ticket sales that we yeah, they were doing. They, yeah, were. That's they true. were. That's and true. They would pick them up and take them from the show so we could like, yeah. you know, sneak yeah. a couple beers or whatever we were shout done. The, yeah. Shout the hell daddies. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. Hell daddies. Hell daddies, dude. I was the only one in the band who actually could fit on that stage. I can still, <laughs> dude, dude I, I can still taste how, like I can, I can, I remember the flavor of oh hell daddies, gosh. dude. It was terrible. Was brutal. Uh, it was that a basement. Was it was yeah, a basement of a house that was turned into a venue that the, the kitchen was the bar and the basement was the venue damn so yeah age drinking in that joint yeah well like two weeks before my 21st birthday i decided that i was going to start drinking again right around that time i moved in i ended up like it went hard like i went hard off the bat i didn't think i did until i like really went back and looked at it but like i went hard like i literally went from living in the house with like a few other guys to sleeping on a mattress in what was supposed to be the dining room of a two-bedroom apartment with six other people. I gave up everything just to start like drinking again. And then like, it wasn't too long after that I started doing drugs. I started sticking a needle in my arm, 
you know, all while doing the, the band thing. And like, as the band was getting better and better, I was getting worse and worse. I remember you guys did an intervention with on my me. Mom. With, yeah. with, yeah, with Trish, Tez's man. mom, like yeah. down here, like yep. right downstairs. And man, that was, whew, that was, that was rough. The ironic thing about that intervention was you guys did that intervention in a period of time when I was trying to quit. Like I hadn't actually used in a couple of days when you guys did that. When you guys did just that in, intervention, just in well, the nick of time, because we had, you know, it was the studio. Yeah, for us. it we was saw the studio it, that we could really see because Jay was real good at like going to the bathroom and coming back yeah. and then getting but back bro, to band but, practice. And know, we were all because like, remember, you, you know, know, that Saturday we had the the shirts off session. Yeah, and Chris was Chris was with us. He was taking pictures. Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you were passing out with lit cigarettes in your hand, and we were like. Like, bro, we got like we got to talk to this dude when we get home, man. Like, you know, this this has to be, you know. And um, but we still kind of prolonged it after that because we had to talk, and then you still went about your business and everything. It was quick. And then though. we brought Jesse in. You, you got in trouble again, right? Didn't you? There, there was something in the end that really like. Yeah. So at the time, uh, I was I was dating this girl. I'll, I'll leave her name out mm-hmm. of it, but we all know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And we were living, we were living, we had been, uh, we had been evicted from our apartment. So we were living in her mom's basement and, uh, her mom came downstairs one day. Uh, and this was like in a period to actually, let me, let me back up. Cause like there was a, a key moment that happened and it was right after the last time we went to Philly and we met, I can't remember the name of the band, but we met that other band that we were supposed to go on tour with. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of that. Nah, I, I don't. I keep saying De Jesus, but that was just the. No, nah, that was just that, the, was, that, was, that was Daniel. That was the dude. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. we killed that song. By the way, <laughs> yeah, we did. killed that we song. We did great. Yeah. 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 Um, right after Philly, we met here, and Dan came in and was like, "I got amazing news. We're gonna go on tour with this other band. Like, we had just recorded our EP, and Dan was like going around the room telling everybody what they needed to do in order to get ready for the tour." <laughs> Uh, he was like, he was like, like Tez, you got to get in shape, and and I don't. He's just going around the room, and, but he turns to me, he's like, Jay, you got to be sober. Now, here's the key moment about that. It wasn't the fact that you said you got to be sober. It was the fact that like this was the thing that we had been waiting for. Like we yeah, we all just yeah, wanted to tour yeah. for the longest time. Like yeah, yeah, even yeah. above getting signed, we just wanted to go on tour and play. Hit the road, man. And yeah. when you came in and gave us that news, which should have been like one of the happiest days of my life, the only thing running through my head was I got to get out of here and go meet my dealer. Mm-hmm. And I I walked out of that room and on my way home it hit me that like I had gotten to the point where the only thing that ever brought me happiness, like I just didn't care about it anymore. Which was yeah, that's that famous thing where you go from a rock and roller using drugs to a drug user using rock and roll. Yeah, Yeah. it was. And so basically, what happened was at that point, I started this cycle. I started this cycle of like I would I would quit and I would start the detox process, but like like I, I couldn't get through the detox process, so I would go back out and use again. It was just this endless cycle. And then one day I was sitting in the basement of my girlfriend's. Uh, I, I think technically at that point she was my fiance. I think I proposed to her when I was really high one day. Um, I, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm trying to find a way to make money. Uh, Cause like I would get paid on Friday and by Sunday, my entire paycheck would be gone. 
And while I'm sitting there on my, on my laptop trying to figure out a way to make money, her mom comes down and basically says, I know what you guys are up to. I know what you've been doing. Looked at her and said, we found a rehab for you to go to. And then looked at me and said, you got eight hours to get the hell out of my house. And at that point, I kind of had like a choice to make. And my, my like MO for my whole life would have been to uh, like pack everything that I could into my little two-door Hyundai Accent. Yeah. You remember that car? Yeah, man. Yeah, I couldn't even God. open, I couldn't, I couldn't eat, uh, I couldn't open the driver's side door because I nodded out on 29 and got ran off the road by a Mack truck. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of scary shit. stuff. Um, but like, I, like I would have ran, like that was my MO for my whole life was to run. But for some reason, uh, instead I was just like, I, I need help. Like I, I need help. And, um, I spent the next day and a half trying to get into a rehab, but my insurance wouldn't pay for it, which was crazy. So my insurance wouldn't pay for it. So I ended up back at my mom's house, which was, by the way, that was the perfect place to detox yeah. a house out in the middle of the woods. You yeah. know, like that's perfect. Well, it's, it, it's funny because like there's I gave an, you a guitar there, <laughs> <laughs> for did. that detox. You, you know? did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. So I ended up back in my mom's house and I ended up detoxing on her couch and it was a leather couch. This is very important. Like if you, <laughs> you, oh, no, dude. Yeah. the sweat stains. Yeah, if, you, if you've never <laughs> detoxed on a on a on a leather couch, don't. Like it just just it was everything was sticking to every. It was horrible. It, uh, it was it was horrible. But like that was the journey. And yeah, like you guys all came to visit me. Dan brought me a guitar. I started writing again. I started you know playing again. And like that that was that was the thing. Like I did a lot of stuff, a lot of of stuff to like work on myself and and get better. But like the music was always kind of like that central thing when all else failed, I could grab a guitar. I could go out on the front porch and I could just play and sing and, and write and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we kept going after that for a couple of years yeah. until we, we you know, Jesse in. Yeah. We yeah. brought Jesse the in. Five piece. Yeah. We became a five piece. I remember coming. I definitely remember coming by the house, I guess, like when you were on the better side of the hump and sitting on a deck, smoking a cigarette and we were all were like, all right, we can see it. Yeah, yeah, man. We see that we we saw the color come back to you. You know what I'm saying? But right. shortly after that, Dan and I went up to Philly to get cats from uh, from we Ted. Got cats. Yeah, there was this, an in interesting moment up there because like uh, you had you called me and you were like, "Yo, I got to go up to Philly because Ted, you know, Ted rescued a stray cat and it had kittens and I'm going to get a cat." It just so happened that my mom's cat had just died, mm. and I was like, "Mom, I'm going to Philly to get you a cat." <laughs> 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 but we went up and uh you know ted had built out the place for his family and all that stuff and we were sitting out on his porch yeah 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 yeah, yeah and you yeah. guys were each having a beer i remember ted offered me a beer because like he knew like he knew that i was like doing all the, all the drugs and everything and he offered me a beer i was like no no no, no I'm, I'm good and he goes oh you're like sober sober and i'm like yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we, we kept going and eventually the band took a break. We just, well, actually, I think this time we had taken a lot of breaks. Yeah. There were like a few times when we took breaks just cause we were tired. You know, we yeah. want to take a break, yeah. come back to it yeah. with fresh eyes. This last break was, I think even when we were talking about it, it we knew it was a little, it, it was more permanent than that. Cause like, there was one thing where like, I knew like, I mean, Dan, I remember you saying like, flat out like my musical style was separating from the rest of the band a little yeah, bit like I, I was absolutely. definitely more onto the punk side and really wanted to push that and, and we start going metal and you guys are going super metal yeah yeah it, I, but like I, I don't 
I don't know. But anyway, we decided to take a break. And, uh, you know, I still did some acoustic stuff after that. Like yeah, making was man. making was always a thing. But anyway, um, you know, long story short or long story longer, I guess. Eventually, uh, I discovered video because I kind of like put down the guitar for a while. You know, I was I was working. I had my first kid I, and like music kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. Then like three years ago, like I, I started my own business doing social media marketing. Then that some by some weird I, I don't, still don't know how it happened, but somehow that turned into I, I'm, I'm now a life coach. Um I don't, I don't know how I went from social media marketing to life coach, but it happened. And I started a YouTube channel to promote that business. And I was like filming everything on my phone. And then I bought a camera, uh, like a, a legit camera and made my first like real video, like, you know, bringing the camera around with me, filming different things, different angles, getting creative with it. The process of making that video, like legit, it felt like when I wrote my first song at home. 11 years old. That's home like, right I was there, like, dude. this yeah, is what I need to do. Home. And yeah. so I went hard and now, you know, I've been going at it for three years and I'm making a full-time income, yeah. you know, doing mm-hmm. what I love every single day. I got two kids now. Two kids, man. You got yeah. the baby boy at home. Yeah. Right, just had, yeah, the, just had the baby boy three yeah, months ago. And yeah, I just, man. you know, last, uh, what are we in July? Yeah. Yep. July 24th. So yeah, almost exactly. Is it the 24th? Yeah. Wow. Almost exactly a month ago, I celebrated 12 years of sobriety. <sighs> so Put the, put the goddamn applause button yeah, on, man, for 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Congratulations, yeah, man. Dude. Congratulations, yeah, man. Yeah. So, man. So, yeah. So, now I make videos for the internet, and I play with my kids. And you sitting here with us yeah. again. Of course. You know, man, one of the things I'm the most happy with, it, looking back on the whole musical journey that we that all of us did, was that Jay made it out of that of that hole. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we kept De Novo going. Like, we kept going. You know, we brought in Jesse for the five piece, and we started writing new songs. Dude, that, and honestly, man, I'll be honest with you guys, the tail end of De Novo, the songs we wrote as a five piece, I think were the strongest songs that I've ever written, you know, like I, I think that's was maybe my opus. Well, who knows, man? I got more some some more fight left in me. Who knows what's going to happen? But when we took that quote unquote break that that we're talking about, I think it was just very very apparent that me and Tez and Reza still had a little bit of wild left in us. We wanted to be the most brutal, you know, metal band. Like we were just like we were shooting for this heavy heavy sound. We weren't going to stop until we got it. And we were, when we were, we were still really, really fierce. And Jay, with his newfound sobriety, it just, it just didn't, I didn't want to bring him into it and mess it up, right, you know? Right. And we've had X amount of good buddies of ours pass away from this addiction before then and after then. I remember talking to you a couple times, Tez, being like, man, that could have been Jay, you know? And it wasn't. You said you that know? to me once. Yeah. yeah. I think it was John yeah. Blank. Yeah. Bro, probably John Blank. John Blank, John Blank man. Yeah. You called me to tell me he died. I was literally leaving. I hadn't gotten sober That was before? That yeah. Was, maybe. It was right yeah. before. Yeah. It was right before. Because I was leaving my, my little brother's bar mitzvah. When you called me and you were like, John Blank died, it could have been you. That's how it felt, man. That's what killed me, man. That's how it felt, That's man. That's killed me. And, and to this day, when I see reminders and stuff on Facebook, yeah. it's hard to look at, man. Yeah, I still man. got his number in my phone. Dude. It's hard, man. The fact that I'm sitting at a table with Jay yeah, trying yeah, to podcast yeah. out as opposed to having a ghost number in my telephone, mm-hmm. that means more than anything, man. I got many of those. Yeah, I, I got, got a bunch of ghosts plenty, in my man. phone now from Remember dudes we asked that man, we were, we were trying to get him to be our manager. We were trying. Yeah, I mean, look, I love John Blank. He would have been a terrible manager. 
A terrible manager, you know, you know. But he was an amazing bass player, and he was an amazing was spirit a dude, and a soul man. man. Yeah, awesome, dude, awesome, man. awesome dude. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Rest, man, rest in power. Yeah, dude. for sure, for so sure. Speaking of music, I was I was gonna tell Tez this story right before you showed up. I gotta tell you this story. So Tez was telling me we were talking a few weeks ago. I don't know. It was like right before, right after you went to Philly, and he was telling me you guys went to Philly or you were about to go. I don't remember. My brain doesn't work. Time doesn't exist when you have two kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and literally that night I had this dream where Tez sent me the music that, uh, you guys and Frank recorded in Philly and you were waiting on Andy to write lyrics for it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, It was a dream. We still, we still waiting. (laughs) We are still waiting. So wait, wait. So you said, so I figured I would help out. Right. Uh, And in the dream, I write out some lyrics. And I sent them to Tez to pass on to Andy. And he called me. It was like, nah, dude, it's got to be you. And that dream somehow progressed to like, I was on my way to Philly. And I was filming myself. I was vlogging myself for my YouTube channel. To go cut vocals for Dan and Tez's new thing. I was like, I woke up and I was like, what? The- <laughs> dude, it was, it, man, it was, it was really, really fun to, uh, to go back up to Philly and do some, uh, some real music again, uh, a different studio. It's not the casket factory Cedar street, like it was back in the day, but it's, it's in a grimy part of town. It's in the, it's, it's low down in the basement. It's got all the lava lamps and stuff. It's, it's still very, very, it's got, it's got the vibe that, that, that we need to, to put it down. And, uh, what was the coolest thing about this most recent recording session that we did was, first of all, this was really, technically this is our COVID session. You know, what happened is COVID came out the whole world locked down. Fortunately for, for, for us, we had a big enough uh, uh, rehearsal space that we could successfully. I was struggling. I was struggling. Well, yeah. There Tanya was... tell you, dude, she would look, she would, that some days she would look at me like, you just want to go play, don't you? Yeah. And I'm like, man, like. There was nothing else to do. I, like, yeah, there I was have, nothing like, else on I'm earth I'm a drummer. Do, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm a drummer. I've been in a band, like, all my adulthood since, since I was 19. I've been in a band, so... I mean, we had a hiatus. Like, there was a humongous hiatus. Like, after all of the kids were born, all of our kids, uh, we... <laughs> hear that motorcycle? That, that's a Jixer right there. Hear the Jixer? Yeah. Anyways, COVID was hard on us. So we started talking. We started texting each other. Said, man, let, let, let's set up at the old spot. Let's plug in and let's just, let's just see what, what comes out, you know? So we got back together. We started making a little bit of music. And, you know, what came out of it, it's not done. It's, it's about half done. What I really want to do is I want to put this next project on vinyl. Vinyl is the mission. I've never had my own music on vinyl before, so that will be the the end goal. And I mean, by vinyl, I mean vinyl, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean everything, all the, all right. the things. But no CDs, no, just vinyl, right? So, distro kid, man. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, want to do a whole album. Yeah. So, so we, we talked about that. So we kind of did side A. You know, we did enough music for like one side of a full length record. So we got to go back and well, we have to write and go back and do a second side of a record. Um, which I got some, some really cool ideas for. But I think the coolest part about this last recording session, cooler than all of the others in the past, was that for the first time, I wasn't doing music for any purpose or for any genre. Like, it wasn't to get signed by a major label. It wasn't to 
get a manager. It wasn't to be metal. It wasn't to be punk. It was just literally what we could come up with during a very, very strange time in human history. So, so I think that this music is maybe some of the realest, purest music that I've been able to come up with, that, we, that all of us have been able to come up with. That's, so so that, that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's the that. best, dude. Like when, when you're just doing something for the love of doing it. Like yeah. I started making videos and I fell in love with the process of, of making videos. Uh, and then along the way, I got known for a certain thing you know, a certain type of video. And like, I was trying to find this balance between making the things that I love to make, but also making the things that are giving me the bigger numbers because I'm trying to make a business out of this mm -hmm. and I'm trying to, yeah. you know, yeah. trying yeah. to support. Business is you know? business, man. Yeah, my, yeah, I mean, my goal has always been to support the people that I love with the thing that I love, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I, I kind of went down this rabbit hole, especially when COVID hit. Like at the beginning of 2020, I actually made a declaration on my YouTube channel. Like I'm not only going to be doing these tutorials anymore. I'm going to be doing more creative projects, blah, blah. And like the whole plan was like to get out there and film more and like make things that I love. And then COVID hit and I'm like stuck in the house. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to make more tutorials, yeah. you know? I don't remember. And you had a photography thing where you were doing pictures a lot. You were going out to Baltimore and doing like all these yeah, picture sessions out I there. Was, I was trying to grow my Instagram, like mostly as an avenue to push people to my YouTube channel. But like what I was doing was I'd go out like once a week and I just fire off a bunch of shots, come back, edit them. And then like once a day, I would post one of those pictures. And I like quickly gave up on that because I was like, I, I suck at Instagram. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get better. Like I'm going heavy on the stories right now. Yeah, stories um, are it right now, man. Stories, but, stories but you can't right. grow with stories. You don't get discovered on stories. Well, right, so right. stories on Instagram are important right now, especially right now with, uh, you know, with us still being in this pandemic mode because it's, the most real you can get. You yeah. can't filter it. You can't doctor it. You can't please it to the algorithm. It literally is just what you've got right now. I'm putting that out. That's Facebook Live. That's Instagram stories. That's right. like all that stuff. Man, I just did my first Facebook story in like two years. Last, I, last I haven't week. touched Facebook and I don't know. Really? I, I hate Facebook. Really? No, I, I, I don't. I have a Facebook page. I have a couple of groups that I'm a part of that I check with like every once in a while, but like I am strictly like uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Like those, those are the three, like I'm, I'm going harder on Instagram now. Uh, and Discord. I have a Discord group that like a lot of my subscribers uh, are part of. And that's just like a way to keep connected and yeah, chat with yeah. people and like get, let them get to know me. To get to you and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, like I got stuck in this thing. Like I'm just making tutorials and making tutorials and making tutorials. And then my numbers started dropping. Uh, right. Like, dum, 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 dum. Right. Exactly. And it's like, okay, you know, there's a lull, whatever business picked up real quick. Numbers jumped up real quick at the beginning of COVID. Cause everybody's like staying at home and they're like, well, let's start a YouTube channel. I need to learn how to edit. Let's, you know, and then they find me. But then the numbers started dropping and even the people who were subscribed to me weren't really watching anymore. And I was like, what is going on? And so I kind of hit this point where it's like doing something to grow the numbers is great. But when it stops growing the numbers and you're not doing what you love, then it's like, all right, something's got to change, you know? Sure. Um, and so I actually met up with a buddy of mine uh, up in Pennsylvania and we like dove into my channel. We looked at the analytics and we tried to figure out like what changed? Why aren't people watching anymore? Uh, and it turns out what it looks like is people stop watching me, like my subscribers stop watching me so much because a lot of my personality had been taken out of it. Yeah. Because I real was Real like, recognized real, man. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to trim out the fat, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I was trying to the opposite of what this podcast is. I was trying to trim out the fat, you know, just like get straight into the tutorial because, you know, people are they're mean on YouTube. The comment section on YouTube is a very scary place. Uh, and I was always getting those like comment start or like content starts at whatever the timestamp was like because people didn't want the intros. But the thing is, people subscribed to me when I was doing those intros. You yeah. know, those. So Dude, uh, that's. Even if you look at the best rock and roll records ever written, your Led Zeppelins, your Beatles, your your your, your whatever, the those magic, the, the magic of the records is not even the songs. It's the little snips before, the little snips yeah. after, yeah. the yeah. little like yeah. random things yeah. that come in there yeah. because it feels real. You know, like it feels like you're there with them, you know, like you can you can you can smell it, man. So so that personal flavor yeah. absolutely is so, a part of your brand. So man. Monday I showed Tez this before, uh, mm. before you got here. <laughs> so one of the, one of the things I do, and this is the thing that I'm going to start doing a lot more on my channel. I create these little skits. I have a clone that's a, a constant character on my channel for when I want to like, I, I want to do a, a, an effect or something that I want to teach. Um, so I spent literally 20 hours creating a 72 second little short skit between me and my clone. Also, I could turn around and explain step by step how I made that video for 18 minutes. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome. But though. I loved every second yeah, of it. And man. it's like one of those videos, it's like, you know what? The algorithm's gonna have no idea what to do with this. Yeah. Like it's longer than what I put out. It's not an editing, like it's not about editing. It's not about DaVinci Resolve. It's a full filmmaking thing. And like, if it flops, I don't care. Cause that was like, the, this is the most fun I've had making a video in, in, I don't even know how long it's, yeah, I, I just love it. So how, so how did it do? I don't know. It comes out Monday. Comes out Monday. Yeah. I literally finished it at three 30 this morning. Yeah. Went to bed, woke up at eight. I went to my nephew's seventh birthday, <laughs> turned around to come here. So that was Great Falls. I went from Glen Burnie to Great Falls to here. And when I'm done here, I'm going to Rockville and spending the night at my dad's. Wow, yeah, man. It's, it's well, that was a lot of uh, art and family. And also a lot of local scene, too. Great Falls, Rockville, Glen Burnie. You know, got, wasn't there a time where we did two, three shows in one day? Yeah, <laughs> they were like, no, no, not in one day. We want there was one it was time. Weekend, it was a weekend. It was a weekend. Yeah, we weekend did tour. Uh, weekend tour. Yeah. We did Thunderdome. Thunderdome, uh, I think we did Thunderdome, a place in DC. I don't remember which, and then Jax. Oh yeah? yeah, so we hit Baltimore, DC, and Virginia. Yeah, in a I weekend. Think we did we, we did that a couple times then because remember we did the the festival out of Hollywood. Yeah. I remember the festival. We did a festival out of Hollywood. Festival, One of the yeah. Shows we we did awesome a, show, uh, man. We did a, a, a show the that the next day we did a show at a church or something in Greenbelt. Yeah. Remember, it was at like a community center or a church or something in Greenbelt. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Save the Skate Park, right? Uh, Save the Skate Park? Was maybe. It? Wasn't it was like a, the same weekend? a fundraiser, like a YMCA or a gym, like basketball hoops and stuff, been. right? Yeah. It was the yep. Save the Skate Park. Yep. Abs got us into that show. And I played blindfolded. Oh, you know what else we did? <laughs> you would play blindfolded. You remember that? <laughs> I played blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you oh, did. That's right. Yep. You know, hey, I do remember one that's time. That's ruthless, dude. That's you guys, ruthless, you, bro. You guys remember, uh, <laughs> God, this was such a, a tragic, tragic show. But do you guys remember New York, CB's Lounge? CBGB's? Yeah, oh, man. That was brutal. CB, that was brutal. That was brutal. <laughs> that was brutal. And then we came back home and we played Jack's. the day that we came back home. Did we? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We took the gear from the bus 
and loaded it up. And I to had go to go hit home and show. I tried to bail out of that show. Yeah, man. Yeah. The only thing I can remember is getting back to Maryland and we was ready to stomp. The dude. That dude. Yeah. Because he dude. talked. Remember, he talked when he, he got was back on the smack bus. about us on the bus. The enti- yeah, he talked shit the entire ride home. This is some big, hairy dudes that you're talking smack yeah. about on and, the same yeah. bus. And the only reason we- why we didn't jump on the bus because we A, we had a ride. Yeah. And B, like, we was tired. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And him and his two hookers would not come on so we can leave. And remember, I had to go in some bar. And dragged them out of the bar. Like, yo, the bus driver said, it's time to go. Like, he's ready to leave you in New York. Yeah. And y'all in here, like, drinking up and cocaine out your mind. And this bus driver, like, this bus driver is ready to go. I remember, you know what? I do remember an awesome rockabilly band playing CBs that night that we played with. Yeah. They were awesome. They're like some Johnny Cash. Amazing rockabilly band. I remember that. I remember watching them and really being impressed with them. I remember our set was pretty good. That's when we was playing like Elvis and... uh, Yeah, Yeah. we got the video of Elvis. Yeah. 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 We were also really, really angry. I think that helped. We we were hard. Yeah, Yeah. we we, we were definitely... We were raw. We were definitely raw. I mean, we were angry when we got there. And dude, we got to be at the CBGBs when it was still open. It wasn't closed yet. You know, we were there. I got a shirt. I still have a shirt from CBGBs, man. CBGBs. Yeah. Yeah. Remember we got there, we had no idea there was like 50 bands on the thing. We were late. We were yep. like late on the list. Well, we got asked that. Like, like uh, it was, uh, uh, what was uh, f- Finger Cuffs couldn't play or something. No, so they Finger Cuffs play. played. They, yeah, we rode the bus with them. Somebody couldn't. It, it was, was Finger Cuffs, us, that rockabilly band, and Fishnet Stalkers. I just remember that it came up to like, well, like, it came up to us last minute, like two weeks before the show. Yeah, they were like, yeah, yo, do y'all yeah, want to go up to yeah, New York yeah, and play yeah, CBGBs? Yeah. We're like, yeah, dude, of course, man. And it wasn't CBGBs. It was the lounge next door. It, it yeah. next door. <laughs> yeah. I had the same building, you know, it was all right. And we went in. We're finna load in to CBGBs. And the dude's like, uh, I don't have y'all on the list. And we're like, what? Like, we came all the way up. What do you mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he and we went, he was like, you might be next door. Man, we went next door. I think I could see the disappointment and all four of us. Like our heart just hit the floor because we were like, we're not playing next door. We were told we were playing the CBGBs. Uh, maybe you know, maybe there was a little bit of heartache from not being on the stage that But the, we still the, killed the, whatever we did. Yeah. And yeah, uh yeah, for sure. thinking back on it now, man, like we call that situation clickbait. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah, were clickbaited yeah. into playing yeah, CBGBs. We were, we, we, we yeah. were catfish <laughs> <laughs> we totally. catfish like shit. Hey, well, it's it not too long ago. I was talking to a buddy of mine from Utah, and we were talking. He he's he's big into punk and hardcore and stuff. And he was like, "Man, yeah, I'm really into like the Bad Brains and Minor Thread and like the DC hardcore stuff, man. Yeah, you know." And I was like, "Yeah, man." Like, I'm, I start telling him little stories, like, "Yeah, I went up to CBGBs and played up there." And then, yeah, I used to hang out at Asylum, which was like the punk hangout next to Madam's Organ, which is where everybody started. You know, Henry Rollins and Black Flag. And I mean, I mean, if you look back into East Coast DC hardcore history, that's where we were hanging out because that's where there was to hang out. You know, and I'm just like, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, I went to Asylum on my 21st birthday and we drank the place out of PBR. And uh, yeah, we used to hang out there all the time. And then my buddy from the Boston scene, you know, he got us in with all these guys and whatever. And he was like, his eyes were popping out of his head when I could tell him about little bits of DC hardcore that I'd experienced. I saw Bad Brains on 
420 at Howard University with Jizza from Wu Tang. Okay. You know, like I was just telling him little stuff like that. That's a story. Yeah, man. And Lion Eyes open for him. Yeah, Lion Eyes is the opener, man. Yeah. But just like little stuff like that. And he was like, man, I can't believe like half of what you're saying. And I was like, well, you better believe it, man, because all of it's true. I was there for all that shit, you know? I was there. So, so it's it's pretty cool, man. It's cool to uh, be old enough that we know. We know where we're at. So uh, as your producer and guest, I should probably inform you that we're, we're about to lose battery power on our recorder. Thank God. <laughs> so, um, man, great first show. Great first show. I we, think we rocked the batteries off of it, Tess. We did, man. And I think that uh, I think I think we, we, we really have a point in the basis to where we want to go with this. Do we have a name? Is it just real? You really just going to make a Tess and Dan show? It's, it's up in the air. Right now, we'll go with Dan and Ted's show until whatever. We figure something else out or whatever. If, if anybody got ideas. I'm not sold. Hit yeah. us. I'm not sold on it yet. Hit us up. <laughs> there'll, be a, uh, there'll be a MySpace <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming, to, coming to you, you look, soon. We, um, look, we have to give massive shouts out, first of all, to Jay. Yeah, for sure. For, for sure. helping us set up this apparatus, you know, run a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then we have to rep Elder Pine. Elder for, Pine, thanks again. Thanks we, again. We popped another. We popped the XPA, the Extra Pale Ale, which I think is delicious because I'm a pale ale it was kind of Dude. buttery. It had a buttery finish. Buttery, huh? Yeah, butter's yeah. on the mic over here. It had I'll a buttery finish, man. It was. It, was, it wasn't bad. It just. It had a butter finish. Four point nine alcohol by volume means it's crushable. Mm-hmm. You know, which I like. I I appreciate that. It's a slow sipper. I, I don't want the sure. eights. I don't like yeah, the nah, eights and the nah. nines I'm not and that the tens. Kind of guy. I'm a four point nine guy. Kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm a four point yeah, nine all day. Yeah. So so thank you to Elder Pine and thank you to Jay for setting us up and. I hear the sirens coming. So yeah, you want to follow us? All that's coming soon. I guarantee it. You know, we we like I said, man. You know, uh, if you guys listening, you 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 in the band, your mama in the band, you got friends in the band. You wanna you wanna be heard. You wanna you want somebody to listen to you. Get at us. Get at us. We sure. you know we 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 here to help. If anything, man, we are here to help. All right, give us some music and some applause, man. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we yeah. love you. Thank you guys very much. We survived our first podcast, man. We out. We out. <laughs> we gotta put our own music on there, man. All right.